Hey friends, welcome to episode 97 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. I am so thankful that you're listening in today. This is going to be an amazing show, and I know that you're going to find it so encouraging and transformative. We are talking about powerful prayer. My guest today is Linda Evans Shepherd, and she is a woman who became a prayer investigator because of a desperate need she had to reach God after a family tragedy. And she spent years pursuing ways to better intercede, influence and change situations, touch God's heart, and even see miracles all through prayer. And now she leads others in transformative prayer experiences with God. And we're gonna hear all about her answer to prayer miracle, the two prayers God always answers, how to pray when you don't know how to pray, and how Linda helps others surrender their problems and receive miraculous answers to their prayers. And more about that in a moment. But I want to remind everyone that Fierce Calling is part of the Spark Network, and the Spark Network can be heard on the Edify app. And if you don't have that app, you can download that for free at the Apple or Google Play stores and listen to some amazing Christian podcasts on the Edify app, all Christians. So yeah, friends, I know what Linda has to share today is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Linda Evans-Shepard. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I am very excited today to welcome my friend, Linda Evans-Shepard, to the show. She's a national leader an international speaker, and the best-selling author of 37 books. And I know she's got more in the pipeline going on. She's also a novelist, and she's a woman who has not only survived life's toughest ringers, but she also helps her audiences find vibrant joy no matter their difficulties. And I just love listening to Linda and also reading her words because all of it is grounded in biblical truth. And she is the gal that loves to say yes to God. Right, Linda? It's so great to have you on the show. Thank you. It is so great to be here with you, Doris. Hey, Linda. Well, I know, too, you're a wife and a mom, and you have a lot of things going on. God is keeping your calendar full, but he gives you time of rest, I know. And I'm sure that the books that you write, even with your prayer books, bring you to a place of rest. And so I would love if you would tell us a little bit about your story, how God called you to these things, and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Well, I have to tell you, my story is not an easy story to tell, but it's important because it's how I became a prayer investigator. That's kind of what I call myself. When I was a young mom, my beautiful baby was thrown into the freeway in a violent car accident. And I knew that our lives had been radically changed. But I also knew that God was bigger than I ever imagined. And I wanted to figure out how to talk to him. Now, I'd been the kind of kid who'd been raised in a Christian home. And of course, we said grace at the table and we had we prayed blessings over everyone at night at bedtime. But really, how did one talk to God? How did you ask him for a miracle, for example? How did you know that he was listening or that he cared? And so I decided that I would investigate how to be a better person of prayer. And so 
that year, while my daughter slept, I continued to press into praying to God. And a year later, when we put our newborn baby son, Laura's little brother, in her arms for the first time, that was the moment that Laura woke up from coma and came back into the world of the living. And I like to say she came back, but she had a lot of challenges. She was still disabled. And Doris, I say to that, so what? She was still our beautiful daughter. And we loved her with no matter what love. There was nothing my daughter could do to earn my love. Just like the Lord, there's nothing that we can do to earn God's love. He just loves us just the way I loved my beautiful disabled daughter. And I had to continue to press into prayer because I had a lot of things to pray about. Thank you for sharing that story. And I love how you described it as being a prayer investigator because that that really brings a, a such a picture to mind of someone really digging deep and delving in during a time where you were grasping for connection, right, with God and for all that was going on with your daughter. And I love that you say, no matter what love. I just love that. I hadn't heard that term before. And so I think it's so right to remember that. And I think it will bless a lot of families, a lot of women who are listening who may have a special needs child or may have been given a diagnosis and they don't know what this means for their child. And so I think that is going to be so encouraging for them to hear that and to know how faithful God continues to be and how he will always be faithful in their lives. And so you began writing or when did that start with the prayers Well, I never imagined being a writer, even though I was working in high tech as a technical writer. I was writing manuals like make how do you turn on your device first? Make sure it's plugged in. (laughs) I was was writing beautiful, beautiful books like that (laughs) back in the day. And so one day when I was getting ready for bed uh, a couple of years after the car accident, I just heard that still small voice of the Lord. Now, I didn't hear it in my ears. I was crawling into bed and I heard him clearly, more clearly than I think I had ever heard him before. And he said, I want you to write a book. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Are you joking me? And I remember praying, Lord, I don't know the first thing about writing a book for publication. And I said, if this is you, then I need an education, like a college education on how to write a book. Immediately, I discovered that one of my friends at work, his wife was the director of the Colorado Christian Writers Conference. It was coming up. I went. Now, I'm going to date myself, Doris, but I bought all the cassette tapes. (laughs) (laughs) I remember those. (laughs) And I came home and I listened and I listened and I listened. And so for that year, I still didn't know what God wanted me to write, but I knew a lot more about writing for publication. And one year later, I'm crawling back into bed. It's another New Year's evening, by the way. And again, I am talking to the Lord, but this time I'm fussing at the Lord. 
I'm saying, Lord, the kids at church get into so much trouble. They fall into the same old pitfalls every year. I said, Lord, somebody needs to write a book for them that will explain what these pitfalls are. Somebody needs to write a book that, and it was like, that's what I want you to do. And I was like, what? And so I I said, if this is you, give me an idea. And suddenly I had this beautiful idea for a devotional written like a novel with continuing chapters. It was called Ryan's Trials, followed by Kara's Quest. And out of print, but you could try to find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just I, I I went to the next writer's conference and I gave the idea. And the editor was like, Yes, yes, we want it. Boom, like that. I had my first book offer. It was amazing. I have to tell you, not every book happened that easily for me, but the Lord was just guiding me along. And so those first two books came out every year. I would say, Lord, is there something else you want me to write? And he'd give me a new assignment. And so this has been happening now for a couple of decades. (laughs) Yeah, it's getting to be a thing, right? That's sort of thing now. (laughs) I love that Linda so much. And I love how he equipped you to write those manuals that we've all read because we've all bought things and we need to read the manuals. Now, some don't read the manuals. They jump right (laughs) in and try to do it without the manual. And then they go, why did I miss that step? Why do I have these extra like little parts left over? I'm supposed to go somewhere. (laughs) But I love that because you wrote those books that said, before you start, you need to plug it in. Well, now it's like before you do life, you need to plug into the Lord and, you know, get into his word and plug in. So I love that so much and how he was tapping you on the shoulder and letting you know this is what you're going to do. And oftentimes when I talk to women on the show, they're doing things they never aspired to do and never thought that they would even do the things that they're doing now in whatever season that they're in. And that is so encouraging. And I love how he had someone that led that conference that that actually worked with a a spouse of someone he worked with. (laughs) That is only God and how he opened the door for that book, because everybody that's in the publishing world knows that those things don't happen every day and they may not happen every time. But yeah, definitely a God confirmation right there. So then you went on to do that and you wrote more books, right? So this is happening, like you say, continues to happen. So it continues to happen. And so I had never thought about writing books on prayer. I was writing all kinds of novels. My partner and I wrote the whole Potluck Club series, six novels. They were so much fun. They did really well and very adventuresome. And so we we wrote that and I wrote this a book on friendship. I wrote all kinds of books. And one day I had an editor come listen to me teach at the Colorado Christian Writers Conference because now I'm on on their team. And he said, I was just doing my thing. And part of my thing was leading people in prayer because I had learned so much about prayer. And I had seen how people were suffering and how people were carrying their burdens. And so I had been speaking all over the country, all over the world at this point. And one of the things that I did is I helped people tell the Lord, you see this problem? I'm going to give it to you because now it's your problem. (laughs) I was teaching all these prayers. And so the editor heard me just doing, I was teaching a class on writing, but I must have done some of this prayer. And he came to me and he said, 
have you ever thought about writing a book on prayer? And I'm like, no, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. And then I realized that's my thing. Of course. And so one thing led to another. And the next thing you knew, I had a book uh, when you don't know what to pray that that went out on several bestsellers list. And that was my kickoff. I became a prayer author after that. Beautiful. I love how God puts people into our lives, you know, to speak truth into the life of someone when you don't really even see in yourself of what the possibilities could be or even had it on your radar. But it was on God's radar. So he someone to tell you that. So I love that so much. And how you explained it about surrender, you know, surrendering our our stuff over to God and how you just put it so simply, but yet it isn't that simple, but your prayers help people to do that when they read through your books and things. So I love that you are walking in that fierce calling of helping others read and using scripture, right? To pray through. Well, that's exactly right. A lot of my books, um, in fact, I just was showing you this book. This book is praying through every emotion. It was my book last year and it's just made out of, I made little Bible studies on every emotion I could think of. And then I wrote a prayer that is actually a, a paraphrase of those scriptures and wow, those prayers have a powerful punch in them and they're so healing. And so I, I've always done that. I always base my prayer on the word of God, because for one thing, there are so many other ways to pray that aren't necessarily even to the Lord. One of my pet peeves is when people ask the universe to bring them something, please, please. The universe is God's creation. We don't pray to the universe. People who say, oh, I feel one with creation. No, what you feel one with is all creation worshiping the creator. That's what it says in the word. People don't know that. And so I'm trying to bring people back to a biblical worldview of a creator, of a God who loves you, even when you think, well, that's not true because my circumstances don't prove it. But wait a minute. What if you could learn how to trust God through prayer with your circumstances so you could watch him turn them into miracles? I see that all the time. Awesome. Well, that is definitely encouraging someone right now who's listening to this. They needed to hear it and we all need to hear it really. It's a great reminder. And like you say, there are prayers that are focused and then there are prayers that are just maybe rote and we forget the meaning behind the prayers. Like if we say the same prayer over and over and over again, and you know, when we bless our food or things like that, we may not really be thinking about what that meaning really is. And I love that you have the scripture based prayers to lead and direct people as he leads and directs through his words. So I love that. And, you know, how you're passionate about it. And because that really comes through and it's just so real. And I think sometimes people are intimidated by prayer mm -hmm. and your books help people who might not know how to pray or what to say. Right. Have you experienced that? That's right. People are afraid they're going to pray wrong, that they're going to pray in a way that's going to make God angry at them. 
And so what they do instead of talking to him and what God wants, he wants us to talk to him because he wants to develop that love, trust relationship. That's really one of the whole reasons why Jesus died on the cross for us. So is that we will be in a love relationship with God. And so learning how to trust God with our prayers is huge. And there are two prayers I want to tell you, Doris, that God always answers. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. And there are two prayers I want to tell you, Doris, that God always answers. And the first one is help. (laughs) Always God answers that. And there's another one that's very similar. And I want to challenge everyone to pray this prayer today. To take a look at a problem you have that you're like, what is going on with that? And I want you to hold that up to God. And I want you to pray this prayer. God, do you see this problem? Turn it into a miracle. Wow. That is powerful right there. And we can all do that. We can all do that. And in faith, even though we might even have faith of a mustard seed, as the word says, we can definitely do that. And thank you so much for sharing that encouragement because someone out there who might think prayer has to be this big, complicated thing with these big words, it's not that at all. So Thank you for helping our listener today to surrender those things that are troubling them and their circumstances right now. And I love how you said to ask God to turn it into a miracle because we take so many things for granted, don't we, of things that are truly miraculous. We do. And we have to start to understand. I mean, sometimes God doesn't answer with a miracle the way we would have asked him or thought. But there is going to be a miracle there. I mean, for me, I asked the Lord to heal my daughter so many times. And there was so many levels of healings and miracles for her. But she never got out of her wheelchair. But here's a miracle. We pray that the Lord would heal her brain. I used to put my little mama hand on her head every day, my little baby. And I, cause we knew her brain had just been so destroyed by that car crash. And I would ask the Lord to restore her brain. And one day, about four years after the car accident, the doctor put a new MRI of my daughter's brain up on the light box. And I stood up and I said, um, that's not my daughter's film. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, my daughter has a lot more brain damage than this child. This child has an intact brain. I saw the last film and over 50% of my daughter's brain was just gone. And the doctor said, well, we didn't know that your daughter's brain could restore itself. Wow. God did that. The everyday prayers of a heartbroken little mom. He had been restoring her brain all along, which explained a lot because she really seemed to enjoy life. That is so powerful, encouraging, and just brings so much joy to hear that. And how sometimes, like you said, things don't always look the way we think they should look, and they don't always happen in the timing we think they should happen in. But it's always God's perfect timing and just a wonderful 
thing that you shared about your daughter's film and how her brain had been restored. And it's just really powerful testimony to the medical people there too, who may not have ever seen something like that before. And I'm sure they never forgot it either. <laughs> so that is so amazing. And um, so I love that you have a heart for this to have help people do this, but you also have a heart to help the people that have been called with a message to be able to get that out. And I would love if you would share a little bit about ASA, what that stands for, and also about your Arise Esther. What is that? Because we would love to hear it. Oh, I'd love to tell you about the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association, which you are a member of. It is a wonderful collection of Christian women communicators. And altogether, there are about 800 of us, believe it or not. And we come together every year and we learn, we pray for one another. And we say, this is not about competition. It's about mission. And we are not competitors. We are on mission together and we lock arms and we love one another. We train one another and we encourage one another. And we call that the ASA love, A-W-S-A, ASA love. Now we've decided that we're going to take that ASA love and we are going to try to bring it into the women of the church through our new brand, which is called Arise Esther. And we want to show that love to the women of the church. And we want to encourage them for such a time as this. The night is growing darker. And here we are with our little lamps. And some of our lamps are flickering. We're wondering what's going on. Where's God in all this turmoil? But this is a place where we can refill our lamps with the presence of God. And we're going to be having our next meeting in May. But you can check Arise Esther Evening for our meeting times. But our May meeting is going to be May the 2nd. You can go to AriseEstherEvening.com. And we have a wonderful program with worship, with teaching about our purpose and to encourage us. And we have small group time where you will be put into small groups and people will pray for you. It's amazing. I love that so much. And I just encourage the women out there to share about this, share this episode, share about the Arise Esther evening and what is taking place in women today that God is calling us to rise up. And he has a voice that he has given us and he has gifts that he has given us. And we may all have different gifts, but we are all working together as the bride in the body of Christ to bring him glory and to further his kingdom. And I just love so much talking with you, Linda. You were such a joy. And I just would love if you could share how the listener can connect with you and see all the wonderful books you've written and everything that you have to offer. Well, my little book is available at bookstores everywhere. Prayers for Every Need. And they can go to my website, Got to Pray, G-O-T. To to pray.com and I have a prayer gift for everyone. You can go to myprayergift.com and you're going to find a blessing that I will say in a video over you and then you can download a beautiful print of it. And you know what? 
go ahead and do it because this is our way to connect. And I promise I won't spam you, but I'll let you know about things that are coming up. And I would love it if the listeners would connect with me that way at myprayergift.com. So good. And I'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes. And I would also love if you would just take a moment and share that prayer with me that you shared or share with the listeners, the one you shared with me about when your son was little and what he prayed. That was just so precious. I love it. I love that prayer. It was so cute. He was five years old and we had been driving around town. I'm here in Colorado and there's a small airport not far from here. And sometimes there are parachutists that will just sail down from the clouds and land on the airport grounds. And so one day we were driving around town and we came to a car crash and my five-year-old lifted up his little face and shouted out to the Lord, Jesus, get down here. He said, put on your parachute and get down here. We need you. (laughs) And I love that so much because it is real. Jesus really is with us and we can call on him anytime the way my little boy did that day. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. That was just so sweet. I just had to ask you to share that so that it would bless the woman who's listening right now. And so thank you so much for that. And it's been so fun having you on. You have unpacked so much in a short period of time that I know has been impactful for all of us. So thank you so much, Linda, for walking in your fierce calling and using your gifts and being obedient to God for his call, because a lot of us wouldn't be able to benefit and be blessed by the books and the prayers that you have been led to right had you not answered that tap on your shoulder. So it's been a joy. And by the way, the book is available in book form and also audible if you want to plug it into your car and just pray as you drive around town. Oh, that would be great to listen to the prayers too. That is amazing. So yep, going to check that out for sure. So Linda, thank you so much. And we will talk soon and I'll have everything in the notes. So the women can check that out. So thank you, friend, and God bless you and your ministry to women and your family and all that you're doing to further his kingdom. And we will talk soon. I hope to have you on again. Thank you, Doris. And I would be happy to come back anytime. Okay, you take care and God bless. Thank you so much for listening today. Wasn't that so amazing? I told you it was going to be so good. I love all the things that Linda unpacked for us in the show and the quotes and the things that she told us about prayer was so amazing. Like where she said, God, you see this problem? Turn it into a miracle. And friend, we can do that. Sometimes we don't pray with enough fervor. We don't pray like we believe that God will really answer prayer and he will answer prayer. And so I would love for you to check out her website, gottopray.com, and also her amazing prayer books. They are so encouraging. And, uh, you know, and I love how she said, God, I don't know the first thing about when he asked her to write books. And isn't that like us too? Oftentimes God will call us to something and we're like, I don't know how to do that. But you know what? It's fine. God calls us to it. And then he shows us the way and he puts people in our path. Like Linda had talked about continuously in her life, 
people in her path to help her accomplish the things that God prepared in advance for her to do. And God's prepared things in advance for us to do too. And check out Arise Esther. And also, I would love to connect with you, friends. So reach out to me at doriswift.com. I would love the opportunity to speak at your next women's event. And don't forget to download the Edify app and listen to amazing Christian podcasts. And I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action for her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friends, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.